0: This is the Horse Radio Network.
1: This is episode 639 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you, one day at a time. Today's tip is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, maker of Summer Games and Summer Games Plus Electrolytes. Beat the heat with Summer Games. Hey Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today, a little something different. As many of our listeners are aware, we recently completed a fencing project at the distractingly beautiful new Ocala, Florida Command Center for the Horse Radio Network. Well, we couldn't have done it without the help from the fine folks over there at Field Guardian Fencing Systems. In this final installment, we bust some fencing myths and then spend a little time on the strange, odd, or downright dangerous stories we've heard involving fencing projects. Folks, you cannot make this stuff up. But first, let's hear from our sponsor, Kentucky Performance Products, maker of Summer Games and Summer Games Plus Electrolytes. How is Summer Games different from other electrolyte products? Summer Games Plus contains the same electrolyte formulation as Summer Games Electrolyte, which was originally formulated for the horses competing at the 1996 Olympics. The formulation was based on the results of research conducted in anticipation of the Games, which were held in Atlanta, Georgia, known for its hot, humid summers. Summer Games mimics the composition of equine sweat, supplying the horse with the exact amounts and ratios of electrolytes relinquished in sweat. Summer Games Plus contains no sugar like many popular commercial electrolyte supplements. Summer Games Plus also contains a buffering agent that helps create a soothing gastric environment. This is especially important for horses subjected to the stresses often related to top performance, such as exertion, transportation, and unfamiliar stabling atmospheres. Ask for Summer Games and Summer Games Plus Electrolytes at your local tack and feed supplier, or visit kppusa.com. Now, on with today's tip.
0: This is Glenda Geek back with Coach Jen here, and we're doing part four in our fencing series. And if you missed the first three parts, please go back and take a listen. Go to horsetipdaily.com, and you'll find them listed on there and listen to the first three. It would be better for you to listen to these in orders. And we really did talk about uh, everything involved with electric fencing and tape fencing and poly rope and and how it works and the chargers and all of that stuff that you know nothing about yet you still go out and buy it and you hope you did it right. So hopefully <laughs> that this little series will help you with that. But th- in this final part that we're doing with Jason from fieldguardian.com who Field Guardian is the fencing system that we used at the headquarters here of the Horse Radio the Network.
1: Distractingly the beautiful distractingly headquarters. beautiful
0: headquarters in Ocala, Florida. We uh, wanted to talk about some of the misconceptions about fencing and electric fencing and some of the things that people have done. And I know, Jennifer, you've started a list over there.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, when it comes to home fix-up projects, there's always fun stories. Um, And you had mentioned this when we were off before we started to record. Jason, have you ever had somebody or heard of somebody trying to create an electric fence for livestock of any sort by connecting it to the 110 line in their house
2: directly uh, directly yes yeah, mm-hmm. we have we oh gosh many people try to do that and they figure if it was good enough to power a lamp it was good enough to shock an animal and uh that's a a bad thing to do how
0: about good enough to kill an animal or a person or anything else that lands on the sucker
2: <laughs> yes. well they're okay for birds and that sort of stuff. But anybody staying on the ground touching it, it's a, it's a, bad, it's a bad shock. Uh, the reason why, they, you can't let go of it. Um, the Intermittent chargers we have nowadays have a pulsing at once, one shock every second. But, uh, hooking it straight to your 110 line, it's a constant voltage, and it's very dangerous. Well,
0: yeah, when you get shocked, anybody that's ever touched anything or seen anybody that gets shocked, they can't let go. Your muscles basically stop, and you just can't let go.
2: That's correct. Yeah, it's very dangerous.
0: Wow, that's just crazy. And I'm sure how many, I wonder how many animals have died that way. Uh, now, they used to make chargers that were a constant sh- shock.
2: They still do, but they're really hard to find, and it's difficult to, to purchase one of those nowadays. And, and don't, basically, not, don't do it. Don't do it. There's yeah. no need to. Okay.
1: Now, they were manufactured years ago. Was it a case of. Um, at that time, we didn't realize how they could be dangerous for, you know, kids grabbing hold of them? Or was it a case of economics that they were easier or cheaper to make in the day?
2: Uh, basically, it wasn't wasn't known about the dangers of it. And what happened was many stories came about of cattle dying. Uh, cattle in crossings, creeks and everything stand in the creek and will touch a, touch a, a constant charge fence. And because they're in water and they're grounded out super well they end up dying oops yeah they get tangled up in it it's just not good so a few lawsuits about that have really curbed people's appetite for manufacturing a product like that and so technology is better now the Mm -hmm. low impedance chargers are are really good and they put out a lot of shock very fast uh but the pulsing is the best way to go a pulse charger uh is is the way to go nowadays
1: there you go that's simple and straightforward Mm -hmm. um So go with the kinds that make the little tick-tick noise. Yep, Um, one tick every second. Tick-tick every second. Now, electricity can be a confusing topic for many of us, and I'm amongst them. Um, Explain to us making a circle with your electric fence.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Most people have the incorrect notion that when your hot wire comes out from your charger, that it has to come back to the charger again, and that's a fallacy. Um, the hot wire just needs to go out and it can stop wherever it wants to however far from the charger it needs to be the circuit closing comes when the animal touches the hot wire the current goes through his body into the ground and back to the grounding side of the charger that's where the circuit being closed comes in but one of the things that people do often is they run the hot wire out and they bring it back to the charger and it doesn't work correctly so that's a no-no
1: So if you do that, if you make a circle, which you shouldn't, take the hot wire that plugs to the little red side of your charger and all the way around and then back again. A that's gonna damage your charger and B, will it shock somebody or something that touches it? Well does it shock the animal at all? What is it what happens?
2: It will, but not very not very well. Not very effective. I guess supposed to. It's not as effective and it's just one of the things you we don't even talk about what it doesn't do because you don't want to do it at all. Oh, there, we go. there we go. That's <laughs> just, better. Just
1: don't go I'm
0: there. Just it's don't the do
2: it.
1: It's like, right. on, it's like on Mythbusters when they do certain things yeah, they're not allowed to show you. That's
0: right. <laughs> just don't do it, people. <laughs> do it the right way.
1: What, what is the most interesting critter that you've had folks fence in with your fencing at Field Guardian?
2: We were talking about funny stories with fencing, and I, I thought of one that was... A couple of years back, we had a lady calling in and she wanted to install an electric fence inside her cabinets in her kitchen to contain or prevent rats from coming through certain... Ah. No way! And, um, we spent hours and hours trying to build her electric fence system that was fit into a cabinet that would work with alternating hot and ground wires and how to hold it up inside the cabinet with literal... <laughs> glued together <laughs> sticks of plastic that could be moved around the plates and dishes and stuff. And we thought she was joking at first, but she was dead serious. And we spent hours trying to help her out. And I think we, it was like a $50 order when it's all said and done. But she was as, very, as happy as could be that she was able to shock rats in her cabin. Uh, oh, God. my gosh. That's okay, hilarious. I think
0: there's other methods, isn't there? <laughs> a
2: lot better but so that's what she wanted to do, and the customer's always right, correct?
1: I, I would have been willing to bet a lot of money that nobody ever tried to use electric fencing on a rat
0: population. <laughs> in the house. In the, house, in the in, cabinets. In the cabinets in the house. <laughs> wow. Right. Uh, can yeah. you imagine just reaching in there to get a plate out
2: and
0: go... <laughs> <laughs> you could use that for teenage Not boys getting get
1: in the refrigerator oh, yeah, too you often. Could, yeah. yeah,
2: you could, yeah. Sometimes people get so frustrated with something. That they get obsessed, and that's they're going to do it no matter if it's a smart idea or not. That's <laughs> probably the funniest one that I can think of.
1: That's hilarious. I guess it won't keep it won't keep the the rat off of our front porch or the the snake off of our front porch, will it? No,
0: no, probably, no. Not. probably
2: not. No, probably not.
0: No, the snake keeps the rats off the front porch. So
1: that's true. So we do not have to get a. We have a snake party.
0: that lives on our front porch, a black racer snake, and everybody says, "Oh, you can't do anything with that. It's good. It keeps a- it lives on our front porch." <laughs> 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 it's like. Okay, nobody will come to the house anymore. We we
1: will not have door-to-door salesmen.
0: (laughs) No, that's true. That's true. Jehovah's Witnesses will take one look at that, and they'll be (laughs) out (laughs) of (laughs) here. Nobody will deliver packages. (laughs) Well, um, what else? What are the misconceptions that we have there about fencing? There was a couple of others. Oh, what was the one uh, that we wanted to talk about? Um,
1: Um, I have on here, when you splice fencing. Oh, yeah. Um, they make little gadgets to splice fencing together, like with tape. Um, But how do you properly splice fencing? Because I've seen some pretty exotic, not Boy Scout-approved knots in the fence. Um,
2: It's probably not better to knot a fence if you have one of those new buckles that are made for tape. The thing about a connection or a splice is you try to minimize them at all possible try to build your fence, lay it out so you don't have splices, which it, you're going to have sooner or later. And the, the goal of a good splice is to make good, solid contact on both sides of the splice. And in tape, we talked about those little tiny wires that run through the tape. We need to have good contact to get the current to flow through both sides of the connection. So we provide a little buckle that touches all 15 or 12 or 13 wires on one side of the tape transfers the power to the other side of the tape. And so knots when you knot it up, it may or may not touch, the wires may not touch from both sides and therefore you'll have a drop in voltage right there because not a, not all the voltage are going through. I mean mm-hmm. you want it three or four strands rather than all twelve or thirteen.
0: Uh-huh. Interesting. So use the adapters
2: if you can. They're a lot they're they're very cheap and very good for making your fence work better.
1: Now work I've I've seen a lot of people say that they need to you need to get the fence charger that has what do they call it the weed eater feature it'll eat through weeds and that if you do that you don't need to weed whack underneath of your
2: fence. Um, usually the weed whacker type chargers are the constant state chargers that put a, a strong voltage out all the time. Oh, uh, that's the ones we so, don't want. Yeah, that's how you don't want. So so. Pro,
1: so you need to look at the fence charger and if it has what they call a weed eater feature, you need to make sure it's not a constant...
2: That's right. Uh-huh. The higher the jewel rating, the better the fence will resist uh, encroachment by weeds. Uh, grass goes up on the bottom strand and it sucks the energy from your fence and it provides short circuits all the way down the fence. And so uh, the stronger the charger, the more power it will be forcing the voltage down the fence that can overcome those little weeds pulling at it, and the better your fence will work. And so but if you have a very small charger, uh, light weeds or grass growing on the fence will make the rest of your fence downstream not quite as effective.
1: Now, so. I've, I've seen a lot of chargers will have recommendations on the species that are appropriate. Um, this charger would be good for goats and sheep. This charger would be good for buffalo. What is different in those chargers that make it different appropriate for different species? Is it how strong um, a jolt it gives? Is that what makes them different?
2: That's a very good question. Um, it, the charges aren't animal-specific, but the animals only need so much shock to be controlled. Um, a pig is very sensitive to voltage shocks, very much so. So you don't need a, a huge joule rating to control pigs. On the other hand, a buffalo has a thick hide, and they're kind of, I'll say are smartest beast out there, but they're thick and they're kind of strong. And so you need a higher shock, more oomph, to make them mind the fence. And so... Different animals are rated different ways for different chargers. It's just another way of explaining how strong a charger is.
0: <clears throat> that makes sense. Now, how much will it cost on an average month to, to run a char- an electric charger?
2: About the same as a 100-watt light bulb. Is that right? That's about right. I always yeah. thought it would be higher than that. It's not. It's, it's very low cost, and when people hear that, they say, Oh, that's not, that's not a problem. Uh, you leave a light bulb going in the barn, it's about the same as running your charger.
0: Huh. I always thought it was more than that. Who'd have thunk? There's another myth. What other uh, myths did we miss? Are there any other myths
2: that people need um, to know about? I'm sure there's lots of them, but um, probably the most important is make sure you have a good ground for your system. That's mm. most important, no matter whose fence you buy. Good grounding makes your fence work better.
0: All right. Well, and on that, we're going to leave it go. Thank you so much, Jason, for participating in this uh, four-part series. As we said, you can hear all the parts at horsetipdaily.com. It's fieldguardian.com. We highly recommend it. Our fence was so easy to put up. They made it so easy. We called in with a couple of questions we had. And it was just Jennifer and I with uh, my brother helping out a little bit. But we put up about a two acres of fence, and we got it done in, oh. in probably three full days mm-hmm. uh, with, with everything, putting in the posts and, and the whole work. So it was it We really had, ev- we had well. everything
1: but the horse in three days. Yep,
0: yeah, It really went well. Matter of fact, all the neighbors were going, I can't believe how much you guys have gotten done. And we kept going, we lived in Pennsylvania where they had shale, where it took us a day to put in one post. Well, this is easy.
1: <laughs> that, that's more a reflection <laughs> of our fitness level. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and being 50 years old, not 20. <laughs> well, thank you so much much jason we appreciate you being here
2: Thanks for having us
1: (laughs) well there you go that was a lot of fun and informative to boot i really learned a lot about fencing don't forget to support our sponsors here on horse tip daily because they're the ones that make these podcasts possible today's podcast has been brought to you with the generous support of kentucky performance products makers of summer games and summer games plus electrolytes ask for summer games at your local tack and feed supplier your horse will thank you please stop by the horse tip daily Facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show. It's also a great place to tell us about topics. You'd like to hear us cover on the show. You can subscribe to all the great shows on the horse radio network through iTunes or zoom and get your horse podcasts automatically downloaded to your iPod zoom or MP3 player. You can also listen to the shows right on Facebook. The player's right there every day. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip.